0: Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We glorify you, our Father, and we thank you. We bless your name. We bless your name. Lift your hands with me, everyone. Join to this service and just appreciate the presence of God around you and in your life. Lord, we're grateful for what you do all the time. Uh, you inhabit the praise of your people uh, you honor us with your presence and lord as we yield our hearts to you today uh, as we get into your word this day we ask that you continue to honor us with your presence let your presence pervade and permeate the atmosphere in everyone's heart
1: in everyone's
0: home in every place where people are gathered right now let every word yield grace let every word bring healing, let it bring transformation and the renewal of mind that we may honor you with our lives and do your will for us for this season in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and we ask that you take all the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen and amen. I want to welcome everyone again to service today. It's uh, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to bring you God's word one more time. And wherever you're joining us from, I want to welcome you very, very specially. Please call somebody, invite someone, send somebody a WhatsApp message, send somebody a message, and let them know the service has started and they should be a part of it. Uh, whatever you're joining us from, local to Nigeria, from different states, I want to welcome you very specially all around Africa and different other continents. You're joining us from the UK, joining us from North America, especially Canada. Uh, shout out to all of our folks uh, from uh, community church in the gta in canada i want to welcome you very very specially i want to welcome everyone joining us from the u.s from australia from the middle east uh please sit tight relax and be blessed Uh, it's also important uh to recognize the fact that our online church uh turns one today uh uh, this day uh, last year officially we started uh, our online church, occasioned though by the pandemic and the lockdown, we've always streamed our services. But now we have a full online church where you can be a full member, serve God with us from whatever location that you are in the world. And uh, many people have been participating, and God has done great things uh, through the ministry of our online church. And I just wanted to see uh, this short clip uh, just uh, to to get some feedback and what God has done in the last one year. And I'll come back and dive into the message.
2: The year 2020 is one that the world will never forget. The sudden intrusion by a strange pandemic had left the entire world in a lockdown. Worship centers had closed, and many were cut off from prayers and worship. The only thing that gave meaning to their lives had been removed. This situation birthed the need to leverage on technology, to create an avenue to bring church into homes, to offer everyone the opportunity to worship from absolutely any location. The Elevation Church Online Church succeeded in reaching a massive audience throughout Nigeria and beyond, with worshippers across the world in Africa, Europe, America and Asia. These worshippers became members, faithfully joining in every day and sending in testimonies of transformed lives, miraculous healings, breakthroughs and all sorts of divine encounters. For others, random searches for information online somehow brought them to click on a simple link that eventually led them to a unique family
3: yeah it's already one year of our online church one of the Great things that came out of the pandemic is that people moved online and we experienced a lockdown, and then we focused a lot more on our online church. We've always been streaming, but the online church is just a unique experience tailor made for you at home and all that. And over the last one year, uh, we've had uh, over 400,000 unique views, which is fantastic which is a, a, a great experience and uh, uh, wherever you are in a part of the world I just want you to know that innovation church online church is still made for you uh, to give you that kind of experience that can move you to where you're going in life our mission still remains the same which is to make greatness common and we believe that every man and every woman is the seed of greatness that God has planted Our responsibility is to create the conducive environment for greatness to evolve in the life of everyone that God has sent to us, and now location is no longer a barrier. Wow, I can't just
1: fathom the um, joy that fills my heart now um, seeing God's work expand in the cyberspace. It's exactly one year ago that we started out um an online church of the elevation church and it's just been wonderful i thank god for the exemplary leadership of pastor godman um, um, who alluded to the fact that we should just start and thank god Um, One year after, testimonies of changed life. People who never thought they could do ministry are doing ministry online. I just thank God for the way everything had gone. Um, Indeed, um, this is an era of church without walls. I'm so grateful what we can do, what we did in one year. I just believe God that great and mighty things are ahead of us. Unlike church community, it's one year of impact. It's one year of grace. It's one year of testimonies. Let's roll our steps. God is still with us. Let's take over the cyberspace for Jesus. We can do more i pray that as we go into the new year and many more years to come it shall always be testimony of impact and impact and impact and just like the script, scriptures are said the path of the justice is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a perfect day
4: congratulations Tech online expression happy one year anniversary my prayer for you this anniversary is for you to conquer more nations to win more souls for Jesus and also to plug many people into God's family through the Connect group.
1: Have a beautiful anniversary. I love you. Lord, we give you thanks for a whole year and the cyberspace we're working for you, capturing souls for you. Lord, we commit the coming year unto your hand. We bless that you will help us. We pray that you will help us. You will help us to do more for you, to capture more souls at the cyberspace to the glory of your name. Father, we give you thanks for all that you have done for the testimony and everything. We say thank you in
3: Jesus' name. Amen. Happy first anniversary
4: Elevation Church Online. My prayer today is a prayer of Thanksgiving and I'm thanking God for one year of making greatness. common online through the small groups and I'm thanking God for the mind-blowing testimonies and I believe and I pray that this year is going to be greater and in this year you would dominate the online space, cyberspace with, without any limits. It's a church without any worlds, and I pray that in this season, that more lives will be drawn to Jesus. Um, the kingdom of our God will be made popular through the cyberspace and through the ministry of the Elevation Church. God bless you, TEC, and happy first anniversary. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah!
3: The online campus of the digital church is one. I'm still so excited. I'm very grateful for the gift of men men and women that we do life and ministry together on this platform from the US, the UK, everywhere around Nigeria. God has really blessed us and done so many things in our midst and we are grateful to God for the direction of our pastor, pastor, brother and our woman with pastor, pastor And one thing that God has done is you know, many people from this platform have given their life to trust more than hundred of them and we are so very glad and you look forward to exciting things in USRA Jesus' Harris Wherever you are around the world we can reach you and I, w- I just want you to talk to family, friends, different parts of the world, let them know that the online church of the Elevation Church is a place to be is is a place where uh people uh, do life with other people, pray together, well we've been shepherded and great things are happening there. So when you talk to your friend, when you talk to your family members, let them be a part of our online church so that we can keep celebrating uh, impact, growth, and the kingdom of God expanding uh, beyond frontiers. So happy anniversary to everyone who is a part of our online church. And I believe that we're just starting. uh, The world is our own and we are going for it. So join us and uh, invite your friends and God bless
0: All that is done in the last one year and we look forward to glorious years ahead of us uh, as we impact lives from all around the world i hope one day i'm going to be able to hear your own story of uh, the impact of the ministry of the elevation church uh, uh, upon your life and upon your family please send send those testimonies in let us know what god is doing around you in your city in your family and in your life and i want to also encourage you if you're not part of our online church, and you've always joined us online, please get on our online church, online.elevationng.org, uh, onlinechurch.elevationng.org. You'll be able to see all the things that we have to offer uh, in the online church. Uh, it's a community that you should be a part of. It's a uh, 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 pastoral care is available. People connect in small groups, and people have the opportunity to serve God with their lives. And I, I really want you to be a part of that. Praise mm-hmm. God praise god praise god hallelujah hallelujah so let's get into the word of god and uh, i believe that uh, the word of god will profit you today and your life will never be the same again if you have not been a part of the series that we started a while ago which is uh 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 uh, the honor code the honor code i want to encourage you to get on our resource page on our website you get to be able to download the messages there get on a youtube channel and you'll be able to get the messages The Powerful, powerful message brought uh, by my wife last week. It was it was powerful and I, I wanted to be uh, able to get hold of that. How we honor God with our time and that was titled a life of times and it was such a, a powerful message that I think you should be a part of today. I'm speaking on what i titled Kingdom trustees as we get on with how we honor God with our lives. Uh, especially honoring God with our talents, honoring God with our time, and then also honoring God with our treasure. Glory be to God. So we're getting to this part of this series where we're speaking to the subject of honoring God with our treasure. Honoring God with our treasure. And the title is Kingdom Trustees. Kingdom Trustees. One important paradigm that we must all have is that God wants us to honor him with everything. Everything that we have. Everything. We're supposed to honor God with who we have and then honor God with what we have. Everything. 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 He wants us to honor God with everything. And especially when you're joined to a ministry like the Elevation Church where God has given us a word for this year. Uh, And that word came from Haggai chapter 2 from verse 6 to 9. I want to be able to read that just to remind you of what God told us as we got, as we got into the year 2021. Agai 2 and verse number 6 says, For thus says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, Once more, it's a little while, I will shake uh, heaven and earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple, With glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter temple shall be greater. That's where we got the word for this year from, greater. He said, the glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. He said, I will shake everything. And you know there's a shaking going on all around the world right now. A lot of shaking going on. There's a shift going on. The pandemic and the economic downturn uh, you know, has created an opportunity for wealth redistribution. A lot of opportunities are coming up. Uh, people are migrating and moving from one place to the other, taking up new opportunities and all that. New industries have been born. Some industries have been enhanced. And God is leveraging the situation that has uh, been occasioned in our world by the pandemic to redistribute wealth. And the purpose of redistribution of wealth is for kingdom advancement. And only stewards will qualify to participate in this wealth distribution. And That's why I'm bringing this message to you today. So global wealth redistribution has positioned faithful stewards to honor God with giving for kingdom advancement. Because the purpose of the redistribution going on around the world right now In some parts of the world, there's a lot of empowerment going to people of different races. People have been marginalized before, now being empowered. The voice of the oppressed being heard a little bit more. And in in parts of the world where you have uh, a a lot of social uh, uh, security going on and all that, people are being catered to, being empowered to be able to do something with their lives, to to go beyond survivor, to, to be able to thrive. As we get out of this this situation, how do you want to be positioned for all that? Do you want to engage the help of God and the favor of God to be able to come out of this season and come into the fullness of what God has in mind for you? Uh well, you know, living out of uh, you know, scratching and scraping and just getting by, getting into the fullness of God's will for your life. If you're going to be able to do that then something has to change in your mind. A sense of honor and the appreciation of God's original intention for wealth has to be paramount on your mind. And what I just said right now, that sense of honor to God or honor for God with my resources and a sense of appreciation of all that God is bringing into my life, is what engenders a sense or a mindset of stewardship. Of stewardship. Whether you call yourself, I mean, someone a steward or a trustee. For instance, a trustee is defined as uh, a person or a firm that holds and administers property or asset for the benefit of a third party. And a, uh, a steward... Is the one that has a mindset that says, I am not the owner, I'm only holding it in trust. So, in a season where God wants to redistribute wealth, is looking for people who have a stewardship mindset. The big thing that you should think about right now is that before now, do you have a stewardship mindset or an ownership mindset? You have a stewardship mindset or an ownership mindset. A stewardship mindset will qualify you to step into the fullness of what God has in mind for you. In fact, it will position you for divine help. It will will position you for accountability because a steward says, I am not the owner. I'm holding it in trust for the owner and I know I'm going to be held accountable for it. Though it's fully at my disposal, I'm still going to be accountable for it. Though I work for it, and God blessed my work, and resources have been channeled in my direction, but there's one person who is the source of all things and is is the is, is, is the God of all flesh, father of all spirit, the one who says in Psalm 24 and verse number one: the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and everyone that lives within it. Everything belongs to him. Everything belongs to him. When you have that mindset, uh, there's a shift that happens in your life that positions you to trust God completely and only and honor him with what he has given you and not to have the ownership mindset that says everything that I have belongs to me and I can use it as, as I like. Money comes to amplify uh, the mindset of the one who holds, who holds it. And when money comes to the hand of a person who does not have a stewardship mindset, what happens is that the person starts to see himself larger than life, uh, and uh, you know that there that, that, that are some things that comes with it. I'm going to get into it in a bit. All through the scriptures, Jesus knew that where most believers will struggle will be in the place of financial stewardship. So he spoke a lot about money and financial stewardship. Out of about 39 or 40 parables of Jesus, uh, uh, 11 or so of them have to some one one thing to do with money or the other. For instance, in the parable of the eating treasure uh, and the pear, he compared the kingdom of heaven to riches. And the way people long for riches, he said that's how we're supposed to be longing for the kingdom of heaven. Uh, 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 and in the parable of talent, it tells us the story of a master who entrusts his servant talents and, uh, you know, uh, entrusts his servant with money to make a point about being productive. In the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, it draws our attention uh, to the greater eternal re- re- reversal where those who seem to fare well in this world, may not necessarily fare well in the world to come, especially if they have been consumed by the possession that they have here right now, and that possession has become the God of their life. That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. And that somebody who may even be deprived here, though his will for us is not to be deprived here, uh, but that somebody who who may have been deprived here on earth may even fare better in heaven. May fare better in heaven. Glory be to Jesus. And Jesus had all those different kinds of parables that he said. I mean, that, that he taught his disciples all through the Bible. So why does Jesus care about money so much? Why does he care about money so much? Why does he? Why did he dedicate so much of his words? He spoke more about money than some subject matters that some of us also dare. Jesus knew the effect that money can have on his followers and on, on, on the power of money. That's why he spoke to us consistently. At the heart of Christianity, this is one reason why Jesus spoke a lot about money, is that at the heart of Christianity lies the premise that God created everything and it ultimately belongs to him. That's at the heart of Christianity. Human beings exist as stewards or trustees Uh, or managers of God's resources. They are not the owner. God holds everything. That's at the heart of our faith. And when we talk about these resources, a a large part of it is material resources. We've We've talked about our talents before now, and I mean, our skill that God gives us. We talked about money, but today let's focus, I mean, we talked about time, sorry, but today let's focus on money, money. So, stewardship is not just an aspect of our Christian life. It is the whole <clears throat> all of our Christianity. It is a core course in Jesus' discipleship, uh, 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 you know, curriculum. It was a course that if you fail it, you are failed in the, in the entire Christian work. That's why, you know, Jesus will, will, will say in Matthew 6 and 24 that you cannot serve two masters. And I'm going to land on that. Very soon. He said, You, you cannot serve two masters. Uh, he knew you see, when Jesus was saying you can't serve two masters, you would think he was talking about God and Satan. It would have been, you know, more straightforward if he just said you, you can't serve God and Satan. No, he said you cannot serve God and mammon. And mammon is the spirit of money, is the God of money or covetousness, the demon of covetousness. That's mammon. And he said, Jesus said, No, you, you can't serve two masters. It means in this world. Uh, the temptation to serve money may even be greater and that temptation taking you away from God may be greater than the temptation to serve the devil so the devil will always leverage that to sway people's mind from being able to worship God completely with what God has given them and that will not be your own portion in the precious name of Jesus Uh, so Jesus uh, uh, took his time to school us on how to escape this lust for money and covetousness and all those things. Uh, 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 And it helped us to understand that our Christian life is supposed to be focused on, on something greater than seeking God for money. But God wants you and I to be wealthy, to be okay, but that money, that wealth, that resource must not take us away from God. For many of us, the struggle to align ourselves with God uh, or God's will is played out in the realm of finances. That's where we struggle the most. How do I honor God in my financial life? It's always a struggle. It's always a struggle. It is the real battleground. Uh, The great man of God, Martin Luther, once said that there are three conversions necessary. The conversion of the heart which is salvation. The conversion of the mind, which is mind renewal, that the scripture talks about in Romans 12 and verse 2. That be not conformed to this world. That's after you've been saved. That you can still conform to the world. Think like the world. Understand like the world. And manage your life like somebody who is not saved. And many Christians manage their financial life like somebody who is not saved. They have zero stewardship mindset, complete ownership mindset, just like their unbeliever friend, They don't talk to God about how to spend money, what to put money into and what not to put money into. What aligns with biblical precepts and principles when it comes to handling money. When money comes to you, you don't think about, so I'm a steward. What should I do with this and what should I not do with it? What are the basic things I should do with money? Next week, we're going to get into that a lot more. But for today, I'm speaking to that mindset. Martin Luther said, there are three conversions necessary. The conversion of heart, the conversion of mind, and then the conversion of the pulse. That's the conversion of my wallet. Many Christians have been converted in their heart so they know God. (laughs) They're still working on the conversion of the mind because the journey of mind renewal is a long journey. But where we struggle a lot more is the conversion of the pulse, according to Martin Luther. Uh, And if you see a Christian, whose purse, whose wallet, whose financial life has been converted. That's a huge difference. Because the person has become a full disciple, a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Glory be to Jesus. Jesus talked about money. Because when we truly understand our roles as stewards, money then becomes a tool. Uh, We can invest into growing God's kingdom. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, in the Beatitude, Jesus, one of the things that he spoke to us, someone on the mount, one of the things that he spoke to was also money. Someone on the mount, you know, in Matthew chapter 6, from verse 19, I read in New King James Version, he said, Do not store up for yourself treasure on earth, where moth and rust, destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not uh, destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal in other words Jesus is saying that the, the world system is very fragile the earthly investment vehicles are fragile uh, uh, and that's what we're fin- fin- finding out recently when things collapse, and some people where we have were been hiding things away from God, refusing to do the will of God with the things that He has given us, we just see all of a sudden everything is reducing to nothing. You know, uh, today we have high rates of depreciation of assets in different places, different things happening. You know, identity theft, unstable stock market, all kinds of things going on. And when, if that is all that your life depends on, then when those things go up and down, uh, some people will develop high blood pressure. Because you you, you have been managing your financial life, not as a steward, but as the owner. And you have been doing things as they occur to you, without even being able to say, God told me to do this, or I've obeyed the principles of God in the way that I manage my finances. Glory be to Jesus. Uh, uh, This is so important, that in Matthew Uh, uh, 6 that we read there, I think in verse 21 that Jesus eventually will say that look, uh, it's where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. If you say your heart is in the kingdom of God, your treasure should follow you there. The treasure should follow you there. That's how we know that your heart is with God. That's how we know that your heart is with God. It means your treasure follows your heart uh, to where your heart is. And like I said before, the understanding of the fact that God holds everything is what under God's financial, a a good stewardship life. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 7. The Bible says, And what do you have? Yeah. So how are you different from other people? What makes you different from other people? And what do you have that you did not receive? So now if you have received it, indeed, if you receive it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Everything that comes to a believer, In Christ Jesus, we receive. We have received. We are are believers and receivers. God gives (laughs) and we receive. Uh, God is the source. Your job is a channel that he provides. Your business is a channel that he provides. And then we receive through those channels. So your business brings forth. You get high uh, salary and benefits. God uses that career path to channel things to you. And the Bible says, we have received, and we must never behave as if we did not receive. Deuteronomy chapter eight, when you read verse seventeen, it buttresses, buttresses that also. It said, then you say in your heart, verse seventeen of Deuteronomy chapter eight, my power and the might of my hand have, uh, you know, have gained me this wealth. That's what people say when things start to work for them. And you shall, he said, but you shall remember, you shall remember the Lord, the the, the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may do what? Establish his covenant, which is so to your fathers as it is this day. God is the giver of all good things. is the one that empowers us to create wealth or to get wealth. Is the one that does that. And that's why Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, also in New King James Version, it says, honor the Lord with your possession. Uh, and with the first fruit of all of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. There's a mindset with which we honor God, and then God knows that this person can be trusted with wealth, and he keeps pouring it out. He keeps pouring it out. He knows that you're not just seeking him for what you get, that when this thing gets into your hand, you will not forget God. Many people uh, are living their lives right now in such a way that God is not in the center of their lives again. Kingdom is no longer priority to them. It's just amassing and amassing and amassing wealth. That's the priority. When you say what is the link between what you have amassed and the one who gave it to you? That like the Bible says here in Deuteronomy 8 and uh, verse 8 it said uh, is the one that gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant purpose of the wealth is for the establishment of the covenant that he has uh, with us. And part of that covenant, uh, you know, establishing of that covenant will come with uh, our sense of honor and dedication to him. And if we have that sense of honor and dedication to him, what we want to do is to serve him with what he has given unto us. To serve him with what he has given unto us. There's a point a man can get to. That money and material possession becomes your God. You can pay lip service to God, to salvation, but really and truly, you can do anything for money. Really and truly, you are, it's becoming much more difficult for you to, uh, uh, you know, for, for you to be, uh, uh, how do I put it now? Like the Bible says, for you to be rich towards God and for you to freely use money. Or what it is meant for, the primary purpose for which God gave you, the money that he has given you. In the Bible we see two characters that were seriously challenged they, had, they both had encounters with Jesus that should lead to salvation but the way they reacted you see the effect that money and lack of uh, a sense of stewardship can have on people Especially when money has come into their hands, the first person I want to speak about, uh, and then I'm going to, uh, you know, also talk about Abraham before I start to wrap up. The first person I want to speak about is Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. When you read from verse one down to nine, the Bible describes Zacchaeus as a tax collector. Yeah, and Jesus, you know, uh, uh, passed through Jericho. And then Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was in town. The Bible says in verse 2 of Luke chapter 19, he says, Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus and then he climbed, uh, uh, uh the tree because he was of short stature. And then he climbed a tree, verse 4, and ran ahead, uh, and climbed a sycamore tree. And Jesus saw him. Verse 5, Jesus came, uh, Jesus, uh, and when Jesus uh, came to the place, the Bible says he looked up and saw him and said to him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must stay in your house Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus house because of the effort that Zacchaeus put into trying to see him so Zacchaeus already had a heart that you know shows that he needed God and he needed salvation so the Bible says so he made haste and came down and uh, uh, but when they saw it they all complained uh, saying okay uh, go go, go back to verse 6 uh, so, he made this and come down and received him, you know, joyfully. You could see joy in his heart towards his, his salvation experience or this salvation that is about to come. But when they saw him, they all complained, saying, it's going to be a guest to a man who is a sinner. But look at verse 8. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. If I have taken anything from anyone by first accusation, I restore fourfold. And verse nine, that's where I'm going. Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house because, uh, he also is a son of Abraham. Talking about Zacchaeus being a Jew. And this is what Jesus was, uh, this, this, what he said moved Jesus that this guy can handle the kingdom. He can handle being a disciple. Because with the encounter that he had with Jesus, you could see that one of the things that Zacchaeus understood was that you cannot be a follower of Jesus and not be able to handle money and put it where it belongs. You cannot be a follower of Jesus and not be someone who understands the honor code of stewardship. And he said, look, this salvation that I'm engaging you in my house today will touch not just my, my mind, not just my heart, it will touch my wallet also. So I'm going to let go of things that I've gotten fraudulently. And much more than that, uh, I'm going to you know focus on being generous and giving out. And Zacchaeus decided on his own, I'm going to give out half of what I have. But if you compare that to the rich young ruler who also had an encounter with Jesus, Mark chapter 10 from verse 17, uh, please can you give me Mark chapter 10 and verse 17? The rich young ruler also had an encounter with Jesus. It was a similar encounter. But the end of it was different. And the difference between the two of them was the state of their heart. And that's what I'm speaking to today. One was able to deal with, you know, just letting go and being a steward and being accountable. The other one was not. Mark chapter... 10 from verse 17 here, the Bible says, Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? The same guy, this guy, this rich young ruler, uh, rich guy, young man, was also looking for salvation. And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me uh, good? No one is good but one, uh, uh, that is God. You know the commandment. He said, do do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother and all that. And he answered and said uh, to Jesus, teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. Then Jesus looked at him and loved him because he's he's a good guy and said to him, one thing you lack, one thing that can stop you, one thing that can stop you, one thing you lack, said go your way, sell whatever you have Give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, take up your cross and follow me. Wow. Look at verse 22, the last verse there. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Jesus said, just to test this man, do you really want to follow me? You want to be a disciple? Then you have uh, to demonstrate uh, uh, the fact that money. It's not ruling over your life that you can decide what to do with money and you can decide to honor God with money, not money ordering you around. Many people are living as slaves of money. Because of money, this guy could not follow through with salvation. Zacchaeus, before Jesus asked him anything about his money, already gave him a plan of how he was going to distribute. This guy was holding everything to his chest. You know some people, uh, uh, all your salary... Uh, it's not even up to a $1,000 a month, you know, uh, but you hold it to your chest to the point that you can't give God out of it. You can't give the poor out of it. You can't even probably service your family well out of it, just holding everything to your chest. And people lose out on grace, lose out on God's plan uh, to resource good stewards much more and to honor stewardship when we live that way that's what happens to this guy. The Bible says he went away sorrowful because he had great possession. In other words, you can flip it around to say he went away sorrowful because great possessions had him. His possession held him back from salvation and from walking with Jesus and living his life to follow after Jesus because he came to ask for salvation. The big question today, as we start to, to wrap this up, the big question, what do you derive or where do you derive your sense of confidence and security from? Where do you derive it from? Your sense of confidence and security. Where do you derive it from? Do you derive it from your bank account, your account balance, or the investment you have in stocks, or your real estate invest? Where do you derive your sense of security from? Because that's the most important thing about stewardship. A steward derives his sense of security from God and his relationship with God, not what he possesses. So, it's easy to let go of material possession because it does not diminish you. You know, we live in a day where Forbes will always have a list of richest men in the continent, richest men in the world, and some people, their goal in life is to enter Forbes' list. Their goal is not for their name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Their goal is not to have mansions in heaven and to wear crowns in heaven. Their goal is to just be on Forbes list to be, you know, uh, the big boy of your city. Like I live in Lagos, Nigeria. You say, oh, uh, Lagos big boy. That's, that's, that's what you want to be. Somebody wants to be London big boy or, you know, um, Toronto big boy or big girl. You know, big girl of Los Angeles and all those kind of things. There's different cities in the world. People, even Christians, have lost sight of the fact that we are just sojourners on this place, this planet. Our real home is heaven. God wants us to live well here and, and be rich and be okay and be blessed so that we can bless other people, resource his kingdom, focus on kingdom advancement because where we're going to spend eternity, we must lay up treasure there by being focused on the kingdom of God here right now and focusing on how we bless humanity, not just how we amassed. That's how we honor God. And we show that we trust him and our sense of security and confidence comes from him. As we close today, in Genesis 22, when you read from verse 1, the story of Abraham. Abraham demonstrated the fact that his sense of security and dependency is from God. Not from what he possessed. Not from what he had. So today when you sing, Abraham's blessings are mine. (laughs) You need to understand what you are singing. If you want to claim the blessing of Abraham, you have to do the works of Abraham. And in Genesis 22, we saw a serious work of Abraham here. In verse 1, the Bible says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him. Literally, what God was testing Abraham here for is, are you a steward or are you the owner? Where do you derive your sense of security from? Who do you trust? Is it what you have or Me, the giver of all good things, that's the question for Abraham here. And he said, Said to Abraham, Abraham said, Here I am, verse 2. Then he said to him, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Look at that. At this point, Abraham did not even know where Ishmael uh, was again because he had let go of Ishmael, the only son, the one he waited for that he loved. You know, sometimes God may ask for something that you really love. Just to see whether your sense of security and confidence is attached to that thing or is hooked to him. Glory be to Jesus. And God asked Abraham, you know, for Isaac. He said, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as bond offering. It means he was going to kill him and then set him on fire. And I'm sure Abraham must have been thinking, God, is this not wickedness? That's how I feel sometimes when God says, do something that is not going to be easy. Just for you to demonstrate the fact that your sense of confidence and security is on me, not on what you possess. Not on what you possess. When God asks you uh, to leave a place, uh, to stop struggling for something, to stop fighting because of something, or to give a material possession out. When God, uh, when you encounter the word of God and you know you have to be a titan, for instance, you honor God with a percentage of your income to support the preaching of the gospel and your local assembly, how do you react to that? Sometimes, for some people, that's their Isaac. But that's a lower level Isaac. Because some people have gone through Isaac where God is demanding for everything, not just 10%. And some people are still at that level. Where to let go of 10% is a serious struggle. They have arguments about whether it's Old Testament or New Testament and all that. How do you do the work of Abraham? If 10% is still an argument to you. Forget about whether the Old Testament or New Testament. The mind with which you are doing it is what matters. In the same Ten Commandments, the Bible says you shall not murder. You shall not, you know, covet your neighbor's property and all that. You you say whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, you just don't do those things. In the same vein, giving to God is never an issue of Old Testament or New Testament. It's about how you and I want to honor God. I'm going to speak to that more in this series as we go into, uh, you know, maybe next week or something. But I need you to understand that where is your sense of security? Abraham here took a three-day journey. Verse 3, with prompt obedience. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood uh, for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham, you know, this thing is not going to be easy. If somebody else, if you can't locate, God says you should transfer uh, or do something for, for your church or for somebody or, or, or a family member or for somebody who needs something. And just because you cannot locate the person's account number, you let go of it, you forgot about it. You told yourself you, you are better off spending the money on something else. It's your sense of dependency on God. Abraham journeyed three days before he could locate the particular mountain. But he stayed at it. Three days journey. And then on the third day, the Bible says he lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to the young man, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship. What God demanded of him, he called it worship. Worship. What is your perspective when you give to God? What's your perspective when you give to the poor? What's your perspective when you sponsor the gospel? Is it a donation or worship? Because you are giving it to honor God. It's not a donation. It's your worship. When you give a tithe, it's not a donation. You're not giving to the pastor. You are worshiping God. That's why you should go to a place where you know that they can account for your giving. So you don't have any excuse for not honoring God as long as you are a believer. Because a part of your resource must honor God must go to God, must go to God, must go to God. Abraham here said, we're going to worship God. Abraham took the wood, the Bible says in verse 6 there, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire on his hand and a knife, (laughs) and the two of them went together. And Isaac asked him a funny question. Yeah, Isaac asked him a funny question. Uh, This is the kind of question that your flesh always will ask you when you are about to honor God with your substance. Isaac asked him a funny question. My father, he said, here am I, uh, my son. Then he said, look, this is the fire and the wood. Where is the lamb (laughs) for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered him in a very beautiful way, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. He didn't want to tell him you are the burnt offering you are the lamb but when they got there the bible did not record it but well, isaac must have struggled a bit but he tied his hand tie his leg there's some that there things that god will be demanding of you this season to tie up and give to him and bring to him what will be your response will you be a good steward of god's grace and of god's resources will you respond to him because at the point where abraham responded Then the ram was caught in the ticket. And the story, like you say, is history. Because God said, this is just a test. God provided for himself a lamb. And then afterwards, God started to bless Abraham. And he swore over Abraham's destiny. And things never remained the same from that point. Final test. And Abraham passed. Will you pass the test of good stewardship this season? Will you pass the test as a kingdom trustee? and not the owner of the things that God has given to you. I want you to lift your two hands to Jesus today and just ask him, Father, I receive grace to be a real trustee of your kingdom. I receive grace to be a steward of your manifold grace and your gift over my life. I am not the owner. I'm just a steward. All that I have, all that I am, and all that I will ever have, they they all belong to you. They all belong to you. They all belong to you. That, let that be the confession of your mouth today as you lift your two hands to him saying lord take my life and let it be consecrated to you i refuse to have the ownership mindset i want to live my life with the stewardship mindset i want to be a steward of everything that you have given to me i want to position uh for a, a great redistribution of wealth that we're, that is happening right now and continue to happen As we go into the post-COVID era. I want you to find me faithful. That you may bring more. Because the Bible says. He that is faithful in little. More is added to him. I pray for everyone joined to this service today. That God will find you faithful. In little things. Find you faithful uh, with your small business. Find you faithful with the few opportunities. That you have right now. Find you faithful with the resources that He's put in your hand. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May you qualify for what is ahead of us. In the name of Jesus, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Uh, And I pray in the name of Jesus that God's glory will rest upon your life this season. God will find you faithful. God will find you qualified. In the name of the Lord Jesus, if there's anyone listening to me right now, and you know that you have to repent. You know that you hold God. (laughs) I'm not trying to guilt trip anyone, but I, I just need you to know that when you have received a word like this, you need to search your heart. Not the hearers of the word that will be justified, but the doers. What am I going to do differently? How am I going to, uh, you know, somebody may need to go and listen to some of our old messages on stewardship. Get more messages on stewardship and ask yourself, uh, how am I going to build myself to become a real steward? And not just the owner of the things that I have. Father, we thank you today. Wave your two hands to him and just bless him, just bless him, just bless him. Just bless him again. I decree, open heavens over everyone joined to this service today. I decree that uh, uh, everyone with little beginning, your latter shall greatly increase. Everyone already enjoying increase. I declare in the name of Jesus that the increase will not stop. That God will continue to find you faithful in the name of Jesus. And Everyone who needs to repent this season and receive grace over your life to be able to repent and do something different. The Holy Spirit will give you permission to invade every life Explain to each and everyone this kingdom mystery in your own words. Give greater revelation to everyone that is joined to this service. To the end, that no one will be found wanting as regards financial stewardship. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you glory and we give you praise in the precious name of Jesus. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can I quickly pray for anyone who is joined to this service who may be saying, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Or somebody who may be saying, I said the prayer before, but I into sin. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Whatever platform you have, I want you to just go to the platform and just let us know. Say, I'm giving my life to Jesus or I'm rededicating my life to Jesus. Uh, let let just, just type it out there. If you're watching this on TV, send us a WhatsApp chat or an email. Let us know that you're making a decision right now. I'm going to pray for you, but we want to keep in touch with you. Uh, we want to be able to send you some materials that we believe will help you to grow in your faith. And we want to help you through your discipleship process if you give us the opportunity. If you want to say a prayer with me, I want you to bow down your heads and say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I commit my life to you afresh. I dedicate my life to you. And I ask that you forgive me my sins. And that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Say, I receive you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Start a new work in my life. Perfect what you have started. Hold me strong, Father, with your grace. I open up my heart to your grace. And I decree right now, I declare that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And the old things have passed away. All things have become new. I'm a child of God. I've been made righteous by the power in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for accepting me the way I am in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. If you just say that prayer with me, something great has happened in your heart. The one who forgives sin has forgi- forgiven your sins and is giving you a new beginning in Jesus' precious name. If you are yet to get on the, on the chat or the, the, or the comments uh, you know section, I want you to go there right now. Let us know that you just made a decision uh, so that we can reach out to you and send you a link with which you can be uh, a part of our discipleship process and with which we can also be able to send you some materials that will help you to grow in your faith. God bless you. And wherever you are, uh, please keep joining the online church and uh, of of this uh, great local church around you also that can resource you. Please feel free to be a part of uh, that great local church. There are many wonderful, great churches all around the world that will also resource you uh, in any physical location where you are. But if you're part of our online church, I want you to keep coming and keep being a part of this. Go to onlinechurch.elevationng.org. Let us know uh, that you want to be a part of our online church. And uh, our ministers there will reach out to you and uh, we'll be able to continue to resource you and God will bless you as you do that in Jesus' precious name. All right, it's that time of the service where we demonstrate uh, our sense of honor and stewardship to God as we give to God. So I want you to pack it uh, uh, in your heart whatever you're giving to God today. Somebody who is repenting and saying, uh, I want to start giving to God. I want to start honoring God with my resources. I want to start tithing. Uh, I, I want you to also... Uh, Make up your mind right now. Uh, Repentance is taking a U-turn and it's demonstrated by action. So I want you to uh, repent right now and between you and God, do the needful. So the opportunity has presented itself for you to be a part of God's work at the Elevation Church as you give. Uh, Your giving is your worship. It's part of your worship to God. It's not just a donation. It's your worship and it's the way we honor God. So there are many ways we give and it's been displayed on the screen. I want you to uh, use any of the platforms there uh, if you're local to Nigeria you see the different uh, banks with which you can give short code or wire transfer uh, and the, uh, the giving gateway on our website televisionng.org giving you can also use any of your cards to be able to give there It accept, uh any international card and it's a secure platform with which you can give and God will bless you as you honor him with your substance today in Jesus name let me say a prayer father I thank you for everyone honoring you with a substance, being percentage giving, giving seeds of honor today. We ask that you, 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 you accept our worship today and pour out your grace upon every giver uh, to the end that there shall be no lack in anyone's life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask uh, that as we give, you give us more grace even to demonstrate a greater level of stewardship and honor to your name. In the precious name of Jesus. We rebuke the devourer concerning anyone uh, who is faithful with their giving today. As we decree today, no uh, evil befalls you and no plague comes near your dwelling. Healing is your portion in the name of Jesus. Favor of God comes upon you. Your steps are ordered into profiting in every aspect of life. God makes you fruitful exceedingly this season. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you uh, for honoring God with your substance today. And uh, before I go, I just want to also welcome everyone who is watching with us for the first time. It's your first time ever uh, on our online church. I just want to welcome you very, very especially. If you don't mind, can you go to the chat room? If you're watching this on TV, you can also uh, check, I mean, get on the WhatsApp platform and send us a message. Let us know that it's your first time. Go to the comment uh, section and let us know it's your first time. We have our hosts and hostesses there who would love to send you a link with which we can connect with you and send you uh, some digital uh, uh, downloadable gift from the Elevation Church uh, with which we want to connect with you and uh, honor your presence today. If you don't mind, please go ahead and let us know it's your first time. uh uh, we appreciate you we thank you for coming uh the elevation church has one mission from god which is to make greatness common we believe in every man and every woman is the seed of greatness that god has planted and now that you are with us we believe uh, that you're going to evolve into greatness in the shortest time if you continue to worship with us the next three months we believe that something new will start in your life and you will have a mighty testimony in the precious name of jesus so again thank you for joining us in the service today we hope to see you again and again please follow us uh elevation ng on our social all uh, social media platforms and uh, if you're watching this on youtube uh, please subscribe and like this particular broadcast and uh, you'll get notification from many of our broadcasts uh, as they start and it will help you uh, to be abreast of what is going on here at the elevation church God will bless you as you do so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh, Lastly today, uh, our online community is growing, and I want to remind everyone uh, to please check out uh, online church at televisionng.org. You hear the testimonies earlier on in, in the service about people who have always been a part of our online church from all over the world. And the community is growing on a daily basis. And thank God uh, for the pandemic because it it really helped us to push ourselves into this. And one year down the line, uh, we're counting our blessings in the great testimonies coming from different parts of the world. Uh, So I want to encourage you to check again onlinechurch.elevisionng.org. You'll be able to get more details on that. Also, our small groups, our connect groups are also now available online uh, at the online church please go to connectgroup.elevationng.org. Don't do life alone. There's an opportunity for you to work with like-minded people, believers who will help you to walk the path of destiny. So please go to connectgroup.elevationng.org to sign up to be a part of a connect group of your choice. Uh, It's along different interests, and you can just pick the interest, the one that interests you the most and be a part of it. And God will bless you as you do so in Jesus' precious name. All of our men in the house, I want to specially invite you uh, to please uh, pre-register for Man to Man. Man to Man is a three-month mentoring program on relationship, on your spiritual life, on your finances as a man, and how you lead your family into the fullness of God's will. It will feature you know, small group conversations and webinars of different types. I will be a part of it with a couple of my friends, and we will. Uh, I have the privilege of mentoring men this season. So I want you to be a part of that and to be a part of that, please uh, go to elevationenergyorg forward slash man to man. Man as in uh, M-A-N, <laughs> uh, two, letter two, and uh, man. So man to man. Yeah. elevationenergyorg forward slash man to uh, man. Be a part of, of it. Pre-register and uh, uh, we believe that it's time uh, for our men uh, to you know, to take up the responsibility that God has put on us and all of us need mentoring and coaching to be able to do that. And that's why we're creating this platform. Uh, and as you join, God will bless you in Jesus' name. I want you to stay tuned for a couple more announcements. Uh, this uh, This new week is coming with new blessings in your life and your life will never remain the same again in Jesus' precious name. Please don't forget to join us this Wednesday Uh, It's going to be East Switch. It's a man-only event at our midweek, and uh, we'll broadcast it live on all of our social media platforms, 6.30 p.m. uh, GMT Plus One, this Wednesday. Uh, God will bless you as you join us in Jesus' precious name. Have a great week, and bye for now.
4: We trust you had a wonderful time in service and believe you were blessed. Please subscribe to and follow us on our various social media channels and be among the first to get updates about our upcoming events. To catch up on other service times or to invite someone to watch online, please note that we have service broadcasts at 7am, 9am, 11am, 4pm and 7pm on Sundays and by 5 p.m. on Mondays. Please note that all these times are in GMT Plus One. Simply share the YouTube link with them or visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org. CEC Online is one! Join us for a special celebration event on Zoom at 6.30 p.m. GMT Plus One today via the link now displayed. Also, share your Tech Online story on social media with the hashtag #TechOnlineAtOne. at 1. Our midweek event switch continues physically at the PC's Conference Center and online this Wednesday across various social media platforms by 6.30pm. Be sure to join us and invite your family and friends. Our online morning prayers continues tomorrow through Saturday at 6am on Zoom and MixLR. God is answering prayers, filling us with testimonies, and changing lives daily as we pray. Invite all your family and friends, and don't forget to share your testimonies. If you've attended membership class, but you are yet to join our online workers in training course, TechEye, we've got exciting news for you. You can now complete your Tech TechEye level with our all-new learning management system at your own pace. To register for TECH-I, please visit learning.elevationng.org. Classes start Saturday, 22nd of May. You will learn how to identify your spiritual gifts and areas of strength, learn the importance of service behavior, communication skills, and the TEC structures and values. Please note that the deadline to register is this Thursday, 20th of May. Join the next stream of the TEC Maturity Courses, which will run online from Tuesday, 25th of May at 7 p.m. These six courses will run for four weeks. Understanding the Ministry of the Holy Spirit, Profiting by God's Word, Believer's Lifestyle of Health and Healing, Spiritual Leadership Essentials, Mastering Your Emotions, and The Art of Worship and there is a one of course titled Receiving the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. To see full details and register, please visit elevationng.org forward slash maturity courses. A new cohort of marriage preparatory classes starts on Thursday, 27th of May. It's an online program that runs for 12 weeks. It features one-on-one marriage mentoring, daily devotionals, psychometric tests, and weekly debrief sessions with experienced family life counsellors and pastors. To register, please send an email to courtship at elevationng.org for more details. After this, our next cohort will be on the 23rd of September 2021, so do join now and let's help you and your partner build a solid foundation for a blissful marriage. All men are invited to pre-register for Man to Man, a three-month mentoring program on relationships, spirituality, and finance. It will feature small group conversations and webinars. The first webinar holds on Saturday, 22nd of May at 10 a.m. with the theme, How to Lead Thriving Relationships, and it features Pastor Godman and Praise for Wu Wei. To register for this webinar or join men-only small groups, please visit elevationng.org forward slash man to man. Man to man is for men of all ages across all life stations. We are called to minister using our time, skills and resources. Join our ministry discovery masterclass on Saturday, 29th of May at 3 p.m. to learn how to use what God has given you to bring people to the kingdom of God. Register via elevationng.org forward slash masterclass. Log on to elevationng.org forward slash resources and check out inspiring messages from our previous services, beautiful gift items for special occasions, CEC branded merchandise, and amazing books by great authors. There are also soul-lifting messages on breaking addiction, improving mental health, new believers, and many more all available to download for free. Join any of our small groups today by visiting connectgroup.elevationng.org to make vital connections for outstanding stewardship and purpose fulfillment. That's not all. We also have an online community you can grow and thrive with. Simply visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org or chat with us on WhatsApp via the link now displayed on the screen to connect, get counsel, pray, and make friends. Our counseling team is available to speak with you, putting you in the right frame of mind to steward exceptionally and win at life. Please reach out through any of the numbers on the screen or via email to counseling at elevationng.org. We are here if you need to reach us at any time during the week. Do send an email to info at elevationng.org Or call us on 0700-ELEVATE, that is 0700-353-8283. To reach us on WhatsApp, simply message the number now displayed on the screen. Spend more time in God's presence this season and let the Holy Spirit inspire you to be a great steward. Have an amazing week. God bless you.
5: Hi there! Are you looking for a place to connect, to nurture, and be nurtured? A platform you can share your interests, faith, and to learn from others? Somewhere you can network and increase in influence, get some pastoral care, an avenue to hone and deploy your gifts? Then we've got it! All you need is to join a connect group at the Elevation Church. Now here's how to sign up for one. Simply visit connectgroup.elevationng.org. Click on the register button, impute your email address, name and phone number, and submit. An activation page will open up. Type in the activation code you would have received by email and click continue. Set your preferred password and click continue. You'd get a successful registration message on the screen. You can now proceed to login. Once logged in, you'll see drop-down boxes on the page. Select your preferred expression, interest, group, meeting day and meeting type from each box respectively. Click Apply filter to see the groups relevant to your search. Select one that suits your interest or needs best and click Join and that's it. There are groups for singles, couples, engaged couples fashion advocacy and governance bible study travel unique families professional exam support groups creative arts investment entertainment gaming fitness i mean the list is endless this way you can find your tribe and flourish with like minds whilst growing in your vocation and spiritual life if you can't find your preferred group simply email smallgroups at elevationng.org and we'll sort you out Please note that you don't have to be a member of the Elevation Church to join a connect group. Connect group meetings will hold virtually either on WhatsApp, Telegram, Zoom or Microsoft Teams. We all need great support systems to prop one another up, cheer ourselves up, do great things and achieve all that God has called us to do. So sign up now and invite your friends, colleagues and family members. We can't wait to have you on board. Let's build stronger communities together.